Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Tukey's Take podcast. We are back for real this time. The three of us are here. I am joined alongside Mr. Sin for the win. Yeah. And, no, I'm still pissed. My yeah. Vegas rant's gone. I know. I know. It's the worst. And Endo Mills here as well. Endo, how you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm like... I'm working on something as we're doing this podcast. Um, something that maybe will be released by the time. Well, it's going to be released by the time this episode comes up. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is. Uh, no, we will. Why not? Because oh, it will. will it'll be Cold up by the time War. this podcast. It's the long-awaited yeah. return of Cold War. Um, Cold oh, a whole year in the making. A whole year. <laughs> Oh my God! So yeah, the uh, like year wait ever. I swear to God, I don't know why you're hyping up one of the worst Call of Duty games, but right, (laughs) what's the matter with us? So literally, um, God, yeah. What? Let me get the 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 date: October twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Jesus! Holy shit! Was when I uploaded the first episode of uh, our EA versus two K comparison series that was for uh, nhl 01 and the original nhl 2k and now finally the second episode's coming out um i have been meaning to bring this back for a long goddamn time uh, and endo's bringing his editing expertise into the mix so 2k24 on youtube the main channel it's there make sure to check that out uh, if you haven't and again uh, I, I think i talked about it on the little mini podcast that I did for Tuesday. Uh, As Sin referenced, again, we were here on Tuesday, we recorded a show, and there was a dumb, gosh, darn, dang, damn, dumb mistake, uh, where Endo, rightfully so, led me through some uh, changes with the recording software, with OBS, for the sake of Twitch, because Twitch is once again cracking down on copywritten music. No problem. Change a couple things, not an issue. Except when you go on vacation for a week and a half and forget that it would affect the podcast, in which case we had an hour and a half podcast of just me talking to myself, and we lost one of our best shows, outright one of our best shows, and arguably Sin's peak moment on this podcast, he will get a second opportunity to run down the Vegas Golden Knights, although I don't know if it will be with as... Yeah, I don't know if it'll be with as much gusto no. I'm, this I've, time. I've processed it. I've enjoyed it. I'm already looking <sighs> forward uh, to the Sharks' new GM. Who are they going to put in as coach? How are they going to develop Eklund and Borderlow? That's where my mind's at. Vegas is done. I've danced on their grave. I'm not going to rub it in. Like you know, they, they they don't live. They're not really in my head that much. Like it was just a fucking funny thing, and they're out, and that's it. They're dead. What else do you got to say? There's only so many ways well, that you could beat. A dead, uh, dead horse. Was, a dead steed. There we go. It's just, well, you can nice go with dead horse because of the cavalry and some of the pre-game uh, yeah, that's they've done steed. before. So, well, we will still have to talk about Vegas a little bit later on. We'll talk about some other things as well and get to some of your viewer questions in a moment. But again, Zendo and I mentioned, check out the YouTube side of things. And again, uh, as well, patreon.com forward slash 2 24 getting you guys a lot more involved in some of the content that I'm making on the main channel, so make sure to check that out. And why not get to some of the other plugs? I mean, Endo's still streaming every once in a while on the Twitch side of things at twitch.tv forward slash Endo Mills, E-N-D-O Mills. And Sin, 
a big Spotify debut recently. Yes, sir. That's my EP that I actually recorded like four years ago that fi- that I put up on Spotify finally. But it's all paving the way to when I release my single, which is now fully mixed and mastered. It's where it is, and the release for that's coming in the next couple weeks whenever I'm able to get the accompanying video done of me playing all the instruments because that's what I did when I recorded it besides the keyboard. I had a buddy do that. Real good. So on Spotify, feel free to search Paul Cinders. Yes, sir. C-Y-N-D-E-R-S. And listen to some good damn music. You might be surprised. This man has quite the voice on him. He undersells himself as a musician, I dare say. So make sure to check him out. Uh, with that, though, before we get into today's show, as always, we have to mention that the Tookie's Take podcast is proudly brought to you by our lovely sponsor at Manscaped. Of course, you can use code Tookie at checkout for 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping at Manscaped. That is manscaped.com. Use code Tookie. Head to toe, they got you covered. And boys, I mean, the summertime's coming up. Yeah. You got to get those beach bods ready. You got to get the, you got to get that nice dad bod summer ready to go. Sin's going to head out to the beaches with a guitar over his shoulder and serenade the local. Yeah. <laughs> and he will do so with freshly shaved balls. Yeah. As God intended. It's the important part. So when I'm sitting there cross-legged, and if you look up my trunks, you're just going to see it's going to be so smooth. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like the old Chappelle show skit. His balls are as smooth as eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying over here, still recovering from a cold. It's a lovely thing. As is Manscaped. Again, code to get checkout. 20% off your order. Free worldwide shipping. With some circular deodorant. As Edna Mills, so of course, circular. is showing off. You can tell I've used this because it is it is circularly phallic. It is getting there. It is perfect and pristine. Manscaped. What? You just wanted to say phallic. That didn't even make sense. It's phallic. It's, Look at this. Look, look circular. This. No, you said circularly phallic. That those yeah. are that's a contradictory term right there. <laughs> Contradict. There's clean your, clean your there's nuts. phallic Man's and then there's circular. circular. You could be one or the other. I've never heard them combined though. Phallically circular. You know, if Manscaped were to have a deodorant, it would be phallic though, would it not? It would absolutely be phallic. Come on, that is that's very phallic. Yeah, we're gonna have to censor the uh, the video portion of this podcast now. It's growing. Yeah, it's gonna it's fall gonna off. You're wasting deodorant here. Go. How are gonna go? I, the amount of protection you'll have with your armpits <sighs> using this deodorant. It's amazing. It's gonna. I, I don't want sorry, right on your desk like that. Like that's gonna sound just fucking just. I told you, he just wasted bloody good deodorant. No, I didn't. He waste did, it. but that's okay because he can buy more using code Tiggy at checkout. Exactly. Manscaped.com. Gentlemen, with that, let's get to some viewer questions here. And we'll start off with a joint question from virtually everybody. Playoff predictions? Yeah. Vegas won't be uh, there. That That's a damn good prediction. <laughs> Dare I say accurate. Sinstradamus over here. Holy hell. Um, yeah, unfortunately, everybody, the bracket's not set. Yeah. At least not as of the time I was of recording this. hoping it would this. be. Because I won't be here Tuesday, so, you know. I always miss yeah, the, so, I always miss those episodes. God, I mean, I fucking changed my goddamn schedule to ch- I just realized that. I'm going to miss the playoff predictions cuz I changed my schedule to chirp Vegas. I am so mad. And the episodes yeah. aren't up anymore. It was mm. recorded. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
You know, maybe we'll have to. Well, here's the thing. Maybe just maybe. Well, then again, Sin and I we have we have sports gamer stuff on Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. I want you to be here for the prediction. So we'll see if we have a show on Tuesday as per usual or not. Uh, it makes sense for all three of us to be here for that particular show. We'll talk about it afterwards, fellas. Uh, everybody just pay attention to, I'd say, uh, my Twitter for an update on what's going to happen podcast-wise. But, yeah, the bracket is not fully set. Uh, most teams, uh, actually, I think every single team has played at least 81 games with the exception, actually, of Winnipeg and Seattle, uh, who are currently on 80. But in both the Eastern and Western Conferences, you still have the wild cards that are undecided. So we can't quite do that full breakdown just yet. We will do that at the beginning of the week again. Hopefully, uh, we'll you know be able to work it out so that Sin will be able to be here. Uh, and as well, yes, we will be doing a uh, NHL bracket prediction contest again one more time, where I will probably just shit the bed. Uh, I am historically terrible at these uh, NHL bracket predictions. And we'll see which one of uh, the three of us happen to not do so poorly. So that is the hope. But yeah, we, we can't do anything yet because we don't know. Are the Toronto Maple Leafs going to play the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Boston Bruins? Are the Rangers going to play the Penguins or the Caps? There's movement in the East that could still be there. Movement in the West as well. Uh, we don't know where Nashville or Dallas will finish in terms of that wild card. So we can't really do that yet. What we can talk about, though, this next question comes from uh, from me. Your thoughts on the first round of the NFL Draft, which, as we learned just a few moments ago, Sin had no idea that it happened last This is what happens (laughs) when you don't fucking go on Twitter anymore. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Like, I'm very rarely on Twitter now, and I'm just like, damn, dude, I didn't even... The shit. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm looking through right here, a Sports Illustrated, like, grading thing. Yeah. Hey, hey, so, Packers got an A. That's a, let's go. They did, but they didn't draft a wide receiver. Like, they got a really good defensive tackle. They just refused to give Aaron Rodgers offensive weapons. Yeah. They refused to draft a wide receiver. Like, he refuses to get vaccinated. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we're going to get deep. This guy's, we're getting Debo. I mean, you know, you might. You I might. Doubt as it. funny There's as that no way is. San Francisco makes a trade with the Packers. Apparently, they were offered a first-round pick from, God, who was it? I think a couple of teams last night. I think the Jets and the Giants both uh, inquired, and the Niners didn't budge. But This would be much know, better if we had Colt Johnson. God, the, the God. <laughs> I want to play Madden. You know, we've talked about this. I talked about it on stream on uh, on Thursday night as well, how I have no desire to play NHL franchise mode right now whatsoever. I do want to go back and play Madden, though, and I don't know what that is. I says. loved watching your franchise modes there. It was entertaining God, as shit. Because no. you get to watch oh, yeah. the games, and it's actually kind of okay football. Mm. Like, it's, I don't know what is up with every other sim looking, like, pretty good for the sport. And then NHL just looks like complete and utter dog shit. <sighs> you mean you don't like uh, the AI constantly just trying to skate to the slot and losing the puck over and over? No, absolutely not. You know what else I don't like is the way they fucking do that back and forth thing. Like, they'll be skating, they'll stop somewhere, and then they do this impossible agility thing back and forth with the fucking puck. Like, that doesn't happen. God. <sighs> well, 
If you uh, want to hear what Sin's referencing in terms of Atlanta Falcons quarterback legend Colt Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, head over to the second channel, TWOGIE24. You can catch the entire Falcons franchise run and everything else that we're doing franchise mode-wise there. And yeah. That's where my NHL stuff's going to be now. So uh, in terms of the, the rest of the, the draft, though, I, I brought this up primarily because I wanted to say thank you to the Detroit Lions for making the fastest draft pick in history where the Jags go for the boomer bust pick of Trayvon Walker and Detroit within like two seconds. Our pick is in. They didn't bother waiting the seven to ten minutes, uh, and they took Aiden Hutchinson in the Michigan. So I think that's finally a win for friend of the show, Deke Slayer, and all Detroit Lions fans. You finally got one, unless you ruin him. There's a good chance of that because it's Detroit. hate to say it. Um... Shout out to the uh, to the Jets and the Giants, who actually on paper had a good night. I can't believe it. Uh, imagine that. Those two franchises actually doing something well. I, shocking. Uh, and as well, I wanted to, uh, to mention this. The New England Patriots took an offensive guard by the name of Cole Strange, who went to Chattanooga. And Patriots Twitter and Patriots Reddit are in a civil war right now over whether or not he still would have been there in two rounds or not. Um, It has been only, what, three years? Four years since a Patriots Super Bowl appearance and uh, a good portion of the Patriots fan base is crumbling at the seams. Um, So for those who were waiting for that, uh, now is a great time to go to Patriots Twitter and Patriots Reddit and uh, just just enjoy. Just enjoy. This is what you've been waiting for for years. Um, I am still very much of the opinion of, of trusting Bill Belichick because they could lose 69 straight games. And I would still call it nice because he has earned the ability to lose 69 games in a row. I just... It it that's the main takeaway for me from the draft. It's just holy shit. Are some people so goddamn spoiled? And I know people are like, yeah, we told you this, but still, yeah. So hey, the NFL draft. I don't know why drafts are still fun to watch on TV, but they are, and I will continue to watch them. And oh, even you said you were kind of checking out the draft and enjoying it. There were like a thousand trades last night too, which was nuts. Yeah, there were a bunch of trades. Um. One of the biggest ones that surprised me wasn't even like the trade itself. Is that this, this like I just I was looking at stats. So this player, uh, Tyler Linderbaum, who was who I think was drafted by the Ravens, in his entire career in college, he only allowed two sacks in a thousand one hundred and forty four pass protection snaps through his entire career. That's fucking nuts. What that is play? a legitimate wall. Oh, uh, Linderbaum? Yeah. Yeah. He is a center. He was a center at Iowa. Yeah, that's a wall. Well, isn't it harder for them to be credited with giving up sacks as centers? Isn't that usually on guards or tackles? I could be wrong. Yeah, it's kind of a mix. Okay. It depends insane, on though. just the, like edge rushers and linebackers usually go to the to the gaps and shit rather than try to go up the middle. But yeah. So it is, it is still an insane stat line. So I am very excited for football season yeah. already, even though we're months and months away. I might have to bring back some more Madden, even though I just got done playing NCAA uh, revamped not all that long ago because, man, I don't know what it is about football games, but 
they can still be fun as hell. Uh, our next question, hockey-related, comes from RG Dust. Which team is going to make a Cinderella run in the playoffs this year? Now, we can kind of talk about that. In terms of who qualifies for a Cinderella run, Eastern Conference, I don't think you can look at Carolina. They're the Metropolitan Division winners. They're expected to do well. The Rangers, I'd say, would qualify. Yeah. Just because, again, you look at that roster and it's still just, you you shouldn't be as good as you are, but somehow you are. The Penguins, I think, are in that category because of Crosby and Malkin and Latang and that core still kind of being there and going on one more run. I would qualify that as a Cinderella escort. Maybe more of a storybook run because I think Cinderella often is in relation to a team that you'd have no expectation yeah, like Crosby, of making it. Crosby is, always has a chance. I think anytime he's in the playoffs, that guy always has a chance. Like He, he can go off. Right. So now that I think about it, even in the East, I don't know if there is that Cinderella run potential. There are teams that could go on like a magical run, like the Toronto Maple Leafs, for example. But at the same time, as Endo Mills has told us all season long, yeah, no, the expectation is to get out of the first round. What the fuck? Like, it's not a Cinderella run. It's like, just live up to your potential, please. Yeah. It's not even Cinderella. It's uh, uh, the doy. Like, get out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would say, yeah. You want me to say? Rangers would be one. Man, who else is going to be in the playoffs? On the East? There's so many strong teams in the East. It's like, like, this oh, the Atlantic so- is so fucking stacked. Like, I got yeah. it. That's the problem. Like, how do you how do you pick a Cinderella after out of like four teams in your division, which are have a hundred points? I know it's not that extreme, but it's kind of is. Like, no, it is. Do they all have every hundred? Every points? single playoff team in the Eastern Conference has a hundred points. <laughs> See, like, what the fuck? Every single one. Whereas in the West, I, I uh, just, you will yeah. have L.A., Nashville, and Dallas all finishing with less than a hundred points. That is how strong the East was this year. Yeah. So, I'm having I'm still having a hard time dividing between like storybook run and Cinderella because Cinderella again like in you know it, it almost infers an upset like the NCAA March Madness tournament I, like Minnesota I wouldn't define it as a Cinderella run but it would be a great story to see the Wild finally do something great but then you know I look at the Pacific Division would I define Calgary as a Cinderella run? I almost would simply because mm. of where – when I look at the entire series in a nutshell, I was having a conversation in my Discord about this with some of my uh, some of my people in there, and they were like – they were they were considering like Calgary like an underdog. I'm like, they're first in the Pacific, right? They're like, yeah, but they always suck in the playoffs, and they were at such a point of uncertainty before mm. this season started. I mean, even we were talking about, are they going to blow it up? Like, Goodrow could yeah. be gone. What are, they, what are you going to do mm-hmm. with Kachuk? Like, all this stuff. And then Daryl Sutter comes in fucking restrain this like Walter White and he fucking he turns that to uh, I'm sorry I had to make that reference it's one of my favorite moments in Breaking Bad of all time oh god that was Just run around was and beautiful. tidy white he's grabbing your crotch oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beautiful. I have that GIF even saved on my phone. Like, holy shit. As you should. Uh, Edmonton, not a Cinderella run. You should be a playoff force. So in terms of the three teams I would label as a Cinderella candidate, LA, Mm -hmm. 
Nashville, and Dallas, yep. the worst three of the playoff teams. Yep. I would put Rangers in there, though. I still think that's, that... That's fair. Here's the, here's the thing. They need Shashirkin to carry him. And then that's a true Cinderella story. They don't get anywhere without Shashirkin posting at least a... Probably a 9-2, 9-2-5 throughout the playoffs or throughout the first round. Like, he's going to have to be that good. Then there's Dallas where, okay, Cinderella run, but two years ago they made the cup final. Even that, that was a Cinderella run. Yeah, that's fair. And then, so for me it comes down to two. <laughs> L.A. and Nashville. L.A. is my choice for what team has the biggest potential to go on a Cinderella run of a team where it's like, if you win the cup, I am legitimately shocked. That's how I'm going to phrase it. I can see Calgary, the New York Rangers, the Minnesota Wild. I will be stunned if the L.A. Kings were to win the Stanley Cup this year. That's fair. And we'll talk about them. And we can talk, actually, we can talk about them now. We can kind of take some stuff out of order here. Uh, You know, the Kings... Dustin Brown announced that he's retiring at the end of the season. Jonathan Quick is old as hell. Old as and, you know, this is a team. God, I I will look I it up really quickly. Like I don't know. He no, he's thirty six. Yeah, yeah, he turned thirty six in January. Yeah, so he's not as old um, as you'd think because of his pedigree of when he won those cups. Like he was still relatively right. young, but he played like guy towards the end of his prime, like just man possessed. Right. Yeah, I, you know, I look at Dustin Brown, and we could talk about him really quickly too. And one of the big kind of debates that we had in the last show was like, okay, that line of Hall of Famer versus Hall of Very Good. I think Dustin Brown's going to be a candidate in that as well. Again, uh, much like Ryan Getzloff, another member of that 2003 draft class, first round pick, 13th overall by the Kings. Does Dustin Brown's even have that many points in his career. Uh, so I was about to read off his stat line. Yeah, Obviously, he do, is a two-time. I consider him the Hall of Shit and Hall of Elbowing and Kneeing People. He is a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Team. 13, 1,300 games played, only 700 points. Not a Hall Higher of Higher than I thought, but yeah, not a high Hall of Famer. Right. So, I mean, obviously a fantastic player. Um and it's, you know, I, I had a feeling, unlike with Getzloff, where you were rather complimentary as a Sharks fan. Yeah, fuck Dustin I had Brown. a feeling the same level of love wouldn't be there for Dustin no, Brown. fuck Dustin Brown. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him in his shaved ass head. His elbow so arms, the Kings, knee hurdle and shit, fuck you. The Kings, I think, fit that Cinderella run potential yeah. more than anybody except for one team. And that's Nashville. However, Yossi, though, <laughs> Nashville, here's the issue. Nashville, you look at this team, and Endo, we're getting there. Oh, we're you look at this team. About. We mentioned this on the uh, the last show, and I mentioned it, I think, in the re-recording. Matt Duchesne scored 40 goals. Career season, first, I believe, 40 goal score in the history of the team. Here's a stat from Roman Yossi. Yossi has scored or assisted on 36.6% of all of Nashville's goals this season. The third highest mark by a defenseman in NHL history, and the highest since Bobby Orr in 1974-75, who had 39.1%. Yeah, that would be Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even more so. 
Oh, yeah. Because UC Soros is hurt. Yep. Oh, shit. A high ankle sprain diagnosis for UC Soros. Four to six weeks. Normally, which normally is a four to six week recovery time. Yeah. Who's, who's in net? I don't even know. Like, I don't know who's don't in know. net for Nashville because they play Saros every game pretty much. Like, so it's it's David Riddick or oh. it's Car- or it's um, Ingram. Connor Ingram. Yeah. Here's Go with the Ingram. best part about this. I had a discussion with someone um, in um, in uh, Casimir Kaskasu was Discord. Love that guy. And I said, big issue here was that they played him six or seven games. You don't play that going six or seven games. He doesn't play that six or seventh game. He'd be fine. He'd be completely fine. And someone said, well, that's not true. Like, he played the highest amount of games and the highest amount of minutes in the NHL. By far. Yeah. He played almost 4,000 minutes of hockey. Jesus. And someone said, well, well, so-and-so played, like, 46 games out of 52 games in the SHL. And I said, 67 is a bigger number than, four, than 50. Than like, what is it? 47. It's a bigger number. You have more playing time. You're more. Primitive. Also, the SHL schedule, I believe, is a bit more spread out. I could it be is wrong. A lot more spread out. You're playing yeah. like maybe one game, one, two games a week. Where the NHL, you can go playing three games a week, to four games a week, to two games a week. You, you never know exactly what it's going to be like. And I mean, you can also put into the Champions Hockey League as well, and that as well. But that still doesn't really add up. Uh, but my my issue now is. It sucks that he's hurt. This team's going to have to figure out what they're going to do with their goaltending situation uh, because, no offense to uh, Connor Ingram and David Riddick, you guys aren't going to cut it unless you guys, like, really, really, like, haul ass and figure it out. Well, here's the problem. David Riddick's stat line this season, 16 games, 11 starts, yep. 883 save percentage. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Connor Ingram has been a solid AHL goalie uh, in his career, uh, and he has had limited NHL time this season. Uh, two starts in the NHL in 9:06, had a 9:15 in the AHL uh, this past season. I think. And sorry, continue. I'll, I'll make my point after. No, it's just it's. It's a disaster, and yeah, Endo's right. Soros has played more games than anybody else. There are five goalies who have started 60 games. Uh, Hellebuck, Demko, Markstrom, Vassy, the other four. Also note how many of them are, are playoff bound right now. Only one of them. Reminder. No. Two. Vassy and Markstrom. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot I forgot Markstrom. I forgot about Markstrom. Yeah, because you still think of Markstrom as being in Vancouver, even though obviously Demko was in that mix. Um, exactly. Yeah, Sid, now go ahead. Um, I, I think if you're uh, Nashville, you go with Connor Ingram. And I'll tell you one, I'll tell you one big reason why you do that. Zatkoff. Do you guys remember Zatkoff for the Penguins? That man played solid in like the first round and a half or whatever when he had to fill in for oh. someone. Oh yeah. Do it. Just fucking do it. If you did solid in the AHL, like I, I say you just throw it to him. Like throw it to a guy who I don't know. Like, I feel like, I don't know. You don't know. Like, I think Riddick's had so many chances in the NHL. Ingram really hasn't. And that's a guy who's, like, going to try to, you know, the most of his chance right there. And could you could catch, it could be a flash in the pan. You could catch lightning in a bottle. Like, I I say you go with Ingram. It would be a really good story for him to get the start and get a a position in the NHL uh, after, I think, a few years ago he went, I think it was him who went through the protocol system for something related. Yeah. And yeah. it'd be honestly a great story for him to get the nod um, and 
be able to help that team out because if they can get out of that first round and buy themselves some time and Soros makes Still. a comeback. Yeah, like it does, I mean, well, it's going to take at least like, two rounds, here's, at yeah. least two rounds till Saros comes back. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Now, Ingram has played well in the AHL last five starts, 921 save percentage. So he's been hot recently compared to Riddick, who has an 875 in his last five NHL starts. So here's the problem, boys. Nashville will play either Colorado or Calgary. Oh, yeah. See ya. See ya. That's it. You're gone. You're gone. And without UC Saros, man. Ooh. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They are. You got nothing to lose. Throw an Ingram. They are the definition. There is no other team that fits the bill of Cinderella run better. The problem is, for me, I, you know, the original question uh, was who, which team is going to make a Cinderella run this year? I have to say the Kings is the yeah. answer to that question because I I just don't see how Nashville does it without. Cyrus. I would still say the Rangers too. I would say Kings and the Rangers because the the Rangers still have to go through Toronto, Florida, Tampa. Like one of those, like obviously at least at least one of those probably. If I'm well, so yeah, so the Rangers their run right now is either going to be Pittsburgh or Washington in round one, even matchup ish, and then the winner of either Carolina against Tampa or Carolina against Boston in round two. Yeah, so it's a t- dude. The Eastern Conference is a Stack. fucking nightmare. Regardless, yeah, I would yeah, I would still qualify the Rangers this one because just for the reasons you said, you look at that roster, it's like not strong. They were like finding a way in the course of the year having a goal differential of like plus fucking one and they were like a well above 500 team with that like there's just they just have always kind of found f- found a way so yeah i think uh i think it could be cinderella for them too anyway this next question comes from hawks which goalie do you think will have the biggest impact in the playoffs this year that is not well, andre vasilevsky yes <laughs> so the answer is Connor Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Connor Ingram and uh, Igor Shishchurkin. You can look at, obviously, every team's starters and say, like, okay, yeah, yeah I can envision, essentially, aside from Nashville, I can envision, essentially, uh, you know, essentially, this goalie doing well. In terms of the biggest impact in the playoffs that isn't Andre Vasilevsky, though. Like I said, I think much like the last question, it's almost how do you how do you word that? What is defined as the biggest impact uh, for stealing games? Know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's. I would say it's just Jerkin and possibly even Jonathan Quick. Maybe we'll have to see how much of a product he was of the team defense in the past, but you never know when that when when uh, with a goalie and Jonathan Quick. Has been that guy. He po- did he post like a nine fucking forty one time like in the playoffs? He's absurd. Yeah, uh, we can uh, we can go back to some of Jonathan Quick's uh, stat lines in the past. Uh, Quick this year, by the way, uh, a nine ten save percentage in forty six games, which isn't that bad. Respectable. Uh, in the past, though, for Jonathan Quick, the first year the Kings won the cup in 2011-2012, What's your official guess for his save percentage? 941. Endo Mills. 923. He had a 946. Ooh, I was close. I was close. In 20 games with a 141 goals against average. So disgusting. The next year, 
In 2012-13, the Kings obviously didn't make it back to the cup final, but they had a 9-34, or Quick had a 9-34. And the last time Jonathan Quick played in the playoffs was 17-18. The Kings were swept. Mm -hmm. He had a 947 in those four games. 947 and you get swept? And you got swept. I'm telling you. The man haunts me. He like pe- people have always slept on the Pacific. But yeah, especially now they sleep on the Pacific. 3 years the Pacific is going to be the gauntlet at Cal- well, at least two of the teams in California are going to be kick ass. For me, I think my official vote is I have to view this as what team do I think can go super far, and as a result, their goalie's playing well. Marc-Andre Fleury with the Minnesota Wild. Oh, yeah. That is my answer to your Yo, question. Yo, that's Knox. a good What one. goalie will have the biggest impact? I'm going with Flower. That's not bad. That is pretty good because he carried those Vegas teams so much, and then they dumped them. And then what happened? And then they threw Robin Leonard under the bus because Peter DeBoer yeah. is a Piece of shit. He's, uh, yeah, he's which we also got all talked he's, about. Like I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Running out of swords yeah. at this point, but you know. Oh my god. Well, the good thing is he works at medieval times, so they can always yeah. they can always furnish some more. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, at this point he's running out of swords. Hey, now you get creative. Here's a mace. Here's a big old pike. You know, anything for the fans. Oh now go go take this flower and hold it and. Give it to the young preteen girl up there who's with her family. Really weird, but that's something they do. You ever been to medieval NMS? times? Yeah. No, I, no. I, I I've only uh, the, I've only the night will go and like people... hand a flower to like a little girl in the stands. <sighs> yeah, like yeah, I'm fighting for you. I mean, back in those days, it was acceptable. Fucking groomers. <laughs> All right. Anyway, just kidding. <laughs> All nights were groomers. No. You've heard it here first. Can we get away with that being the episode title? <laughs> yes. All nights are groomers, baby. <laughs> you know, we'll put that into the uh we'll put that into the maybe category. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just caught me off guard. Oh shit. Oh, God. Thank you, sir. That and do you, you have a goalie choice or are you moving on? Oh, oh I can't breathe, so just move on. All right, we'll move on. Uh, Our next question comes Chandra. from Mr. Doug Dimmodome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmodome. He's a streamer, by the way. You can catch him at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Doug underscore Dimma, D-I-M-M-A. Do you think Johnny Goodrow is a heart contender? Yes. Since he has the best five-on-five scoring and a plus 65, which is better than Matthews McDavid, and he's second in the point race. So, to combine questions here. AJ asked, who's the most surprising bounce-back player? I think I can answer for all three of us in saying Johnny Goodrow. Look at what Sin mentioned just a few minutes ago when talking about what the hell are the Flames going to do? Are they going to get rid of Goodrow? Goodrow has become the 14th player in NHL history to score 90 even-strength points in a season. What? Yeah. The only the 14th player in history to get 90 even-strength points. Joining... And listen to this fucking list. Wayne Gretzky, Guy Lafleur, Mario Lemieux, Yari Curry, Steve Eiserman, Mike Bossy, Phil Esposito. Ooh. We always got to find a way to mention who's, Phil, who's Esposito. Phil Esposito. <laughs> <laughs> Yaramir Yager, Ken Hodge, another Bruins legend, Marcel Dion, Paul Coffey, Peter Stashny, Brian Trottier, and now Johnny Goodrow. What a fucking list of company he finds himself in. My God. 
he's yeah he is that choice for the most surprising bounce back player he is in contention for the Hart Trophy absolutely he has been incredible Calgary's been incredible uh, Matthew Kachuk with one of the quietest 100 point seasons one of the most underappreciated uh, of course we talked a lot yeah. about Daryl Sutter I wasn't even aware but yeah that, he's like Sutter's player like a, a Matthew yeah. Kachuk is Sutter's player like yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has 103 points with 41 goals on the season. Uh, he, Goodrow, and Elias Lindholm all have 40 goals. It's it's insane. It's absolutely insane just how good Calgary has been. And it's a shame because, in a sense, at least I feel like from what I've heard in a general media sense, they have been a bit overshadowed by their Alberta brethren in Edmonton because of the Oilers' struggles. They've been overshadowed in how much they've been talked about because of someone like Vegas struggling like they have. And that's very typical in sports. Let's focus on the negatives instead of the positives. Yeah, and when it comes to the positives, it's over in the with Matthews in a 60-goal season, which is impressive as fuck, I ain't gonna lie. But yeah, it's like, I wasn't even really aware. I haven't really been thinking about the Flames. Like, yeah, they're doing good. You know, I, I wasn't thinking about just how absurd some of their star players are doing. Kachuk, is he on a bridge deal or did he not? Did, didn't Brady get the uh, paying for the player? No. Which you're turning into. Oh, Br- Brady Brady got paid too. Uh, Matthew's Matthew on a shorter term, right? Yes. Yeah. He is at the end. He is an RFA at the end of the year. He is at the end of a three-year, seven million dollar yeah, per deal that he signed back in the uh, back in September of 2019. Yeah, so I was thinking, oh, so, maybe they got him for that eight or nine mil eight year that like Brady did. But yeah, I got him mixed up. And I'm like, he's gonna be earning that. But yeah, this is <laughs> Flames management, man. You're gonna have to pay for that, man. Yep, he is an RFA. Goodrow is a UFA. Andrew Manjapani is an RFA. Oh boy. They have some, uh, they got some big moves to make in the offseason. But for now, they have a great chance at potentially going on a run here. And it's because of the likes of Johnny Goodrow. And the final question comes from BK. And it, this was the opportunity for Sin to potentially reconjure up some of that magic. And I feel like there's a good chance. He asks, or they ask, why does everybody hate Vegas? <sighs> Sin, take it away. Because they had the expansion draft uh, completely uh, rules changed to favor them. Florida gifted them a, a basket full of good players after that. You know, they did go on a miracle run, but they're in a weak Pacific division. <laughs> All right, I can't really do the whole Jim Carrey thing for too much longer. Um, basically, and speedy! <laughs> that explains the abrasion on your palm. Um, yeah, so... Okay, so that's all that's all cool, you know, like all all that kind of stuff aside all the uh, you know, the fact that at you know, the whole new direction of the NHL is to give them all the tools available to try to make them as competitive as possible because you don't want to have an Arizona situation or whatever. It leaves a sour taste in the mouth of any fan of a team who was an expansion team in the past who had to start with absolute dog shit and build over 5 years. Um, but what 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 really has done it for me is uh it's you know, it's kind of the the unforeseen, or at least for most people, at least for the league, the unforeseen uh, <clears throat> negatives of, of, of kind of doing that. You have a fan base who doesn't necessarily appreciate the process of building a hockey team um, and who will encourage management to, do, to make them kind of moves they've made. Management who treats players essentially like absolute garbage. 
like they've taken oh it's a business and put it into fucking uh you know ludicrous speed if i can make a spaceballs reference luda and like okay just like how did they look look at how they treated mark andre Fleury. Ignore the other the other people, the Nate Schmitz uh, steroids, by the way. Um, the what was it Howla, whoever the fuck else that they basically have completely screwed over by by way of not telling them that they've been traded or moved, but letting them find out through social media or through friends and family, etc. So forth. Just look at what they did to Mark Andre Fleury, the face of the franchise, the man they ro- wheeled out center fucking stage in a Vegas uniform. Just a few years before that. Look what they did to him. Are you fucking kidding me? And then look at the result. And then they tried to do what the Lightning did. And uh, put some people on LTIR who arguably didn't have to be put on LTIR. They bring in Jack Eichel. Look what happened there. You failed on that front too. And you broke Logan Thompson's heart. And that's not okay. But all things aside... Um, people like to watch, watch people fall when you have a meteoric rise like that, as Vegas did, and then they become these top dogs with a very, very incessantly annoying fan base. Everyone's going to eventually root for you to suck. That's how it goes. People like, people love underdog stories, but you know what they like more? They love seeing a Titan fall. And that is what Vegas has done. And the fact that it has happened in such a short amount of time. And the, the better fact is. It is self-inflicted wounds for the most part. And that's what happens when you don't respect the process of building a hockey team, when you don't, you, you don't do it properly. Vegas saw, oh my God, we can compete, and went all in on that without years and years of established drafting. <laughs> the video portion of this is going to be hilarious. So that to me is why everyone kind of would despise Vegas. And, uh, yeah, you got. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, remember a few minutes ago when he said he was done? This is a new topic, yeah. baby. I knew he wasn't done. <laughs> um, Standing over. I think you. Standing over. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm like. The Academy applauds. The Academy. All right, I get to slap someone on stage. <laughs> well. <laughs> I just got slapped on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> that was like Michael Scott's Chris Rock impression, man. Yeah. I had one a few days ago, but my voice Jesus. is still kind of messed up from the vid, so. David. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, while we're here, talking about non-playoff teams, obviously Vegas now, for the first time in their history, historic, uh, they have missed the playoffs for the first time in franchise history, as Sin alluded towards. They completely wasted Logan Thompson. In three games, San Jose, Dallas, and Chicago, they went to a shootout. They scored zero goals on 17 attempts in the shootout. Meanwhile, Logan Thompson only allowed one goal in each of the games on those 17 attempts. Yeah, he was like... He was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, 14 for 17 as a goaltender on saves is stupid in a shootout situation. Like, that's actually stupid. (laughs) So now for Vegas, looking ahead. They don't have their first round pick this year. Thanks, Jack Eichel. 
They don't have Krebs anymore either. Yeah. No Tuck, yeah. who's on a fantastic deal mm -hmm. for where he's playing at now. I always, I'm like, ah, middle six guy, you better, yeah, that deal should be pretty good. No, he's, eh, he might be legit top six, man. I will eat my words in, on that. In terms of expiring deals, two million of Matthias Yanmark coming off the books, five million for Riley Smith. I'll be intrigued to see if he's back. Uh, also currently on LTIR, Laurent Brassois, who's getting paid uh, 2.3 next year as well. <laughs> 1.2 million to Nolan Patrick. Um, how how is Brassois making that much money? He was okay in Winnipeg. Well, I'm thinking um, of Bebo. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking so Brassois's been stupidly inconsistent. Which makes this contract even more absurd. I would imagine they're going to find a way to trade him or Robin Leonard because you need to make room for Logan Thompson. Uh, let's see. 14 games in 17-18 with Edmonton, 8-83. Goes to Winnipeg, puts up a 9-25. And then an 8-95. And then a 9-18. And then this year, his first year in Vegas, an 8-95. How you give that guy $2.3 I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. Um, obviously... All things stay the same. They have to shed some cap. I'd imagine if Genny Dadnoff gets traded. They tried before. I don't know what's next. They gave him and, a team and, award, okay. too. It was hilarious. <laughs> Jesus. Like, in the conversation we had that's unfortunately lost to time, I, if I'm a fan of this team, and Sin leaves the show, if I'm a fan of this team, I don't want Kelly McCrimmon to be the GM anymore. I certainly don't want Peter DeBoer to be the head coach. Again, I mentioned what we had discussed before, his verbiage, yeah. in terms of essentially throwing or making it sound like he was throwing Robin Leonard under the bus for not being there and fighting with the guys. Peter DeBoer needs to go. Yeah, that can't stand. And then... And I'll, I'll reiterate what I said. I never heard him talk like that at all with the Sharks, with Martin Jones in net. Like... He's he's being told by upper management that his job's on the line. I I think that's the only real reason you're going to get that kind of uh, heat from Pete DeBoer uh, in in the media presser. That man doesn't say jack shit usually. Anyway, continue. No, I I you know I agree in terms of anything that I've ever heard. This team's in cap hell, as we all knew they'd be. They are now as again as always. There's always a bunch of interesting teams to watch in the playoffs. They are the most interesting. Because what do you do? Where do you go from here? Who stays management-wise? Who stays in terms of players? You essentially had the entirety of the NHL dance on your grave. In terms of just being... Like, I have never seen social media come together the way they did to dance. And, oh my god, yeah. You know, tap to tap dance on a, a team's grave like this. Never seen it to that oh, extent. Yeah. I'm very intrigued to see what they do next. And, you know, it's almost, I think the way I heard it summed up is it's like it was Icarus flying too close to the sun. Mm -hmm. And how else would Vegas blow it than by gambling a little bit too much and pushing it a little bit too far and it blew up in your face? That's why That's why I call them the Vegas high rollers. Like from, from time I've been calling them that. And, like, we were saying about uniting together and, like, fighting, uh, basically stomping on their grave. Reminds me of, I think it was last year, when our, our favorite game franchise and company, EA Sports NHL, 
put out a tweet, I think it was towards Nick Merckx, about, like, doing something in collaboration with them. And then everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? Make a better game. <laughs> it was the greatest day I've ever seen in my life. Who's Nick Merckx? Col- big, uh, big streamer. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Everyone was like, shut up. Fuck you. It's like, yeah, I'm like, holy crap. The sentiment works out. I can tie this together, Rendo. That NHL tweet was essentially people saying, hey, but you have creators who are already here that you could work with. And for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's, yeah, you have, you know, you could get Jack Eichel, but you have Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs that you could work with here. But you always got your eye on somebody else. Yeah. The oh downfall of NHL and the Vegas Golden Knights. The grass was oh always tied it together. And unfortunately for Vegas, they traded all their good prospects for it. And now they have no first. They have no no real farm system of a bunch. I mean, to be fair, they've had a few so, drafts, but it's... Looking at their farm system, uh, in terms of people who haven't been signed, Brendan Brisson, who was in the NCAA is their only unsigned first-round pick. Aside from that, they have nobody else uh, from the second. It's just third-round picks and beyond, and you can debate how good those players are looking, perhaps. And then in terms of who they do have signed, they do have some decent players, Pavel Dorofaev, Zach Dean, but they don't have that slam-dunk prospect anymore that you look at to be the next guy to really step up. Because they traded all of those guys. Yeah, and now Dadanov and Riley Smith are 100% going to be gone just just to fit under the cap, pretty much. And then who knows what happens with Robin Leonard. Yeah, and then what's your top six if Smith and... uh, (laughs) If Smith and Dadanov are gone... Well, your top line would presumably be essentially something like Pacioretty, Eichel, Stone. And then second line, Marcheseau on a wing, Carlson at center... Chandler Stevenson, if you wanted to play him on the wing instead, yeah, that's the thing. Like they right now, they have Carlson Nick, on the what? third line because he's not doing so hot, and he's signed to what four or five mil. Uh, he is signed to five point nine million. Holy fuck! Oh. Until twenty twenty seven. Yep. Whoo! Crazy what for, a forty goal season will buy you. Holy shit. Just, um, and just imagine if they had state tax, what that contract would look like. Just imagine. They, they even well, blew yeah. that, man. They have all the advantages. They even blew the fact that they don't have state tax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, William oh. Carlson's, uh, he's a 40 to 50 point guy right now. Yeah. That's well, yeah, not bad, but it's that ain't even worth six mil these days. We could tap dance on Vegas's grave for the rest of the uh, show. I do want to talk about the two other teams. Although, Endo, go ahead. Unless you just he was just talking popcorn. about him eating popcorn. He was celebrating. With Fair enough. I'm here to do it. Fair enough. Uh, the two other teams, of course, that have been confirmed to not make the playoffs that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about yet. First up, the Vancouver Canucks. That's good. Honestly, you know, we look at their future and say, "Hey, it's brighter than what we thought it would be." They took way too long to fire Jim Benning and to make a change at head coach, but they did. Patrick Alvan in a GM, Bruce Boudreaux in as their head coach. They stormed back. They almost made the playoffs. They're not in that bad of a spot. Um, you know, their only RFA coming up is Brock Besser. 
no major UFAs or really any major contracts that they have to hand out or try to maneuver. Uh, you know, you still have certain contracts that you look at, like Tucker Pullman making two and a half, and it's like, oh, maybe. Yeah, they got no, they got no UFAs because they're all signed to five years. Yeah, or they <laughs> traded them to Van, or they traded yeah. them to uh, Arizona. To Arizona. <laughs> For longer term. Oh, God. I can't believe they let Benning continue to do that shit. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Winnipeg missing is bad. Like, yeah. That's so, bad. Vancouver, we don't have too much to talk about. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see what they do. Uh, but there's a general sense of optimism because finally there's a new guard at the helm of that team. Now we just wait to see uh, what they do. Uh, you know, thankfully, somehow they do have their first round pick this year. I'm shocked Benning didn't find a way to trade that to try and hold on to his job. For Winnipeg, this was one of the strangest seasons that almost, in a sense, went under the radar. You had Paul Maurice step down as the coach of the team mid-season, and now this squad misses the playoffs. Now, yes, they do have their first round picks, but you have Blake Wheeler making eight and a quarter for two more years after this. Uh, what's going to happen with Mark Shifley? His name keeps getting thrown out there a lot, making only 6.1 uh, for the next two years. Pierre-Luc Dubois is an RFA. He made $5 million this year. Presumably he's going to get a raise. He had a pretty good season. But this team, essentially, you look at it, it's like you were too good to not make the playoffs. Yep. To, to be selling at the deadline, moving on from Andrew Kopp, I'm very intrigued. They have essentially become the Calgary Flames. They are in the exact same spot as Calgary was heading into the season. What are you going to do? What direction are you going to go? Because you are too good to not succeed to the extent that we saw this season. Yeah, that's a real comparison. I, I can't believe it. Like I, I'm sure Hellebuck didn't do great, but it's not just on him. I remember we talked about the pregame. We're like, Hellebuck's going to have to do good for that team to succeed. But it was like, he didn't do great. Maybe he's not as bad. I don't know. if it, I don't have his numbers in front of me right now. I do. 9-10 save percentage with a 3.0 goals against average. Yeah, like a 9-10 isn't awful, awful. But, uh, yeah, the above three GAA speaks more volume. So, like, he didn't do terrible. But he didn't post what he normally posts, essentially. And so the team suffered because of that, but obviously a lot of other reasons the team suffered. A- to make a, to make another comparison, he's in John Gibson territory. Are his numbers dropping because of him, or the team in front of him, or both? Yeah, that's. God damn, your comparisons today are on point, too. <laughs> just oh, yeah. fucking Thank on you. point. I used all my mojo now, dunking on Vegas, and here you are, just which is perfectly fine. <laughs> um, you know. You might be able to argue, though, I think Ducks fans certainly would, that this Jets team is certainly better than anything John Gibson played in front of oh, once his numbers started falling. Absolutely. So there is that, too. Uh, That's why we call it Hella I, Suck. <laughs> Episode title right there, maybe. We got a, we got a lot in contention. Um, that would certainly just uh, add fuel to the fire for the Jets. Um yeah, just I I don't know. I find them certainly more interesting in terms of a what direction you're going to go in as compared to a Vancouver where again, like I said, a little bit more optimism. And then Vegas just takes the Winnipeg situation and of course cranks it up to 11 because it's Vegas and nothing can be overly simple. The only other non-playoff team I wanted to quickly talk about, the Montreal Canadiens, who have finished with the NHL's worst overall record, 
for the first time since 1939-1940. Uh-oh. I don't like this. You know what that means. World War III is going to start, boys. Fuck! <laughs> I knew yeah. that's where you were going with that. Real shit. So, I, you know, we, we talked about Montreal a lot. Another one of those teams like Vancouver made the appropriate changes that they needed to make. Uh, they are set up pretty damn well. Uh, they have two first-round picks. Uh, this year, depending, well, yeah, Calgary's pick won't be top 10, so they definitely have two first-round picks uh, this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, hey, now for Habs fans, you don't have to worry about them potentially taking the American and Logan Cooley. At least it's not a slam-dunk guarantee, whereas before, they always took American players. Um, that said, as as hyped up as this draft is, I, I feel like some people might just be learning that Connor Bedard's not in this draft. He's next year, everybody. Um, And I don't know what that says about this draft where I feel like so much of the conversation, I feel like just so much of the conversation surrounding who's going to get the number one pick next year. Like Shane Wright, solid season in the OHL with Kingston, but he has just been like totally usurped in terms of hype level. Yeah. Where, yeah, there are some good choices. This should end up being a, a pretty... Uh, potent draft by the time it's all said and done. Like, 10 years from now, we should be able to look back at this first round and say, oh, yeah, damn, that was a pretty good first round. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I, I'm very much intrigued to see what happens, and I certainly hope that uh, Arizona still ends up with the number one overall pick just, just to see the internet explode with anger and rage He's and Batman fixed it comments. He plays in front of less people than he would have in Kingston. Oh, oh no! Uh, baby Moochie crying to get the popcorn to the tears. Oh my god! Like what the fuck? Oh, that's true. Does Kingston? By the way, shout out to head coach of the Kingston Frontenacs, Luca Caputi, <laughs> as I just learned. Pooty. Leafs and Ducks legend Luca Caputi. Aren't you a little old um, for a, for a pooty? God, shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Kingston Frontenacs capacity for hockey. I believe is higher than what the Coyotes are going to have moving forward. They have 5,614 listed as the capacity at Leon Center in Kingston. So, uh, Shane Wright moving on up. Unless he goes to Montreal, in which case, hey, we'll see what happens. To wrap up the show, wanted to talk about a couple of the playoff teams uh, that we have. Wanted to shout out the Dallas Stars, who essentially all but ended the Vegas Golden Knights playoff hopes. Jason Robertson, the Phil Esposito of his time. Uh, Jason Robertson with 40 goals on the year. Here is a stat from Matthew DeFranks on Twitter, who is a writer for the Dallas Morning News. In the modern era, 1967 and onward, wonderful year for Endo, uh, the complete list of U.S.-born players with more goals in their first 127 games than Jason Robertson. Neil Broughton, Jimmy Carson, Austin Matthews. Now, the former two names, probably not the most impressive in the world. Solid NHLers. Uh, Jimmy Carson was a part of the Gretzky trade, actually. Um, And the Neil Broughton, very solid player as well. Um, I think won gold in Lake Placid on the the U.S. Olympic hockey team there. But... 80? Yeah. 80? Yeah, I think so. I think he was on that team. Neil Broughton? 
I think he was on that team. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, member of the 1980 Olympic hockey team. Wow, gold medal he was. Plastic. I can't. That's like one of the names yeah. I don't remember. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I he, even remember yeah, the backup a, goalie's name, and I don't remember that guy. What the fuck? You, <laughs> that's in. Who was the, who was the uh, the last guy cut from the team? Oh fuck you. Uh huh. No. <sighs> I, I don't. Remember. Most people remember his name over Neil Broughton, despite Neil Broughton having great success at the NHL level. It was Ralph Cox, by the way. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. God. The backup was Janisak, by the way. Yeah, Steve <laughs> Janisak. There you go. God, that's the next quiz we'd have to do. Name as many members of the 1980 hockey team as you can. Shout out to Rob McClanahan. What a name. Um, yeah, Jason Robertson's fucking sick. And he, the point to bring this up, he, alongside the other two members of that top line, Rupe Hintz and Joe Pavelski, have dragged the Stars to the playoffs. Joe Pavelski, by the way. Setting a career high in points, Mr. Sin for the win. Cracking 80 for the first time in his career at the young age of 37 years old. Very glad we kept Kane instead of Pavelski. Fantastic. It it hurts a lot. But you know what? I am so, so happy for Joe Pavelski because he's an incredible player and he deserves this. And Well, Evander Kane's contract's off the books and... uh... Well, no, no, that's right. Pavelski signed an yep. extension. One year. He did. A one-year deal. He, he would not come back to San Jose. Not after the way he was treated and the way he was left. I, There's no fucking way. Him. Like, as the captain yeah. of the team, doesn't get an extension, doesn't isn't offered the term that he wants, gets the term elsewhere, and he continues his high level of production, doesn't even take a fucking step off. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. It's a rough time. The Carolina Hurricanes heading into this season had the goaltending duo of Antti Ranta, who has the uh, same bone density as the fish with glass bones from SpongeBob. Oh, my God. And Frederick Anderson. Yet they just became the first duo to win the Jennings Award in their first season with the new team. They have both managed to actually stay healthy and perform at a high level. But do people still have confidence in them heading into a playoff scenario? I do. I have That's... it in Freddie Anderson. I th- do you think it was just a Toronto thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. Toronto, bla- Toronto fans blast anyone they can. They, there's a new scapegoat every year. I'm sure Endo will attest to that fact. Unfortunately, Anderson became, the, Hall. became the scapegoat. But here, like, he Anderson was the reason. For at least before he was traded, for the reason for them even going as deep as they did sometimes. I know it's not saying a lot when they're deep as they go is game seven, but um, <laughs> at the same time, man, like he was so good for that team, and now he has defense in front of him. Imagine, imagine him winning a William M. Jennings now that he has defense in front of him. His stat line this season, 217 goals against average with a 922 save percentage. Give it to him. Solid. Fantastic. Absolutely. Not solid. quite not quite Vesna caliber, no. but you don't need him to consistency be. that they needed in goal. That's a yeah. balanced ass team that they have in Carolina. It's a solid team. Do you remember twenty fifth night of September? Who, yes. Do you remember who the Hurricanes had in goal last season? Uh 
Peter Mrazek and uh, Nivelkovich. Littering and yeah, littering. It and, was yeah, that's right. There's one more. There's actually one more, and it's oh, it's yeah, uh, relevant to sin. There you go. Bitch. So, yeah, their goaltending last year. Uh, Nadelkovic had that 932 save percentage in 23 games. Better trade him. Mrazek had a 923 in 12 games, and Reimer had a 906. You move on from that and still get super consistent goaltending. Might 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 have to do with the team in front of them quite a bit. Yeah, yeah it does, <laughs> but you're still getting rid of Nadelkovic. But at the very least, hey, that's a good spot for a netminder to be in. I mean, certainly. Nadelkovic, by the way, this year... Uh, dropped from uh, a 9.32 last year behind Carolina to a 9.01 behind Detroit. So, uh, oof. Last thing I wanted to mention, your Boston Bruins. Oh, boy. Because last night they pooped on the Buffalo Sabres. Could have used someone like Jack Eichel to score some goals, you fucks. <laughs> Sit there and turn your backs on him, acting like, oh, he fucking quit on the team. He couldn't fucking get the surgery he needed because your ownership group fucking sucks. But they pulled off one good trade. Now it's fuck Jack Eichel. Fucking ridiculous. You got pooped on. You got shat on. You didn't make the playoffs. You might make it next year. Oh, the Atlantic Division better watch out. Yeah, watch out for Buffalo when the Panthers and the Leafs and the Lightning and the Bruins exist. And the Habs probably won't be as shit. Watch out for Buffalo. Watch these nuts. Patrice Bergeron with the hat trick for career goal number 400. Linus Allmark gets his first shutout as a Boston Bruin and hugs Jeremy Swayman like they've never hugged before because they're such beautiful boys and it came against his former team in Buffalo. And you dumb sons of bitches, you gave me confidence heading into the playoffs because the Boston Bruins finally ended a play a power play drought of 0-39. More than 70 straight minutes of an unsuccessful power play because Buffalo get dunked on. Anyway, uh, your city's beautiful. I actually drove through it. Buffalo's a little bit underrated. Shout out to the Buffalo Bison's Ballpark. And, um, yeah, no, they will be pretty good in the future. Uh, At the same time, lighten up on Jack Eichel. You can't sit there and take victory laps because, I mean, you also missed the playoffs, even though the trades worked out uh, equally as well for both sides, as in neither of your playoff teams yet. Um, yeah, I'm feeling a bit more confident about the Bruins, and uh, it's a great way to stay in shape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Felt good to get that. We exchanged uh, rants, I like. Yep, yep, we did. And no, would you like and to if you're not watching on the video side show? of things, you're missing all the funny shit. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the ultimate time yeah. to watch on the video portion again. Tukey's yeah. Take Podcast on YouTube. Easy enough to find. Uh, Endo, would you like to go on a rant to uh, kind of round out the show, or have you just enjoyed ours enough? Yeah, baby, fuck! <laughs> Maple Leafs <laughs> got a fucking good pass the second round! They don't... <laughs> I don't know. No, I just, I just got a notification that NHL 22 is seven ninety nine on Amazon, so that's that fucking hilarious. That's my, that's my rant. Fucking wouldn't pay it. Yeah, still wouldn't <laughs> pay it, dude. <laughs> you got it Only reason I have it's because I didn't fucking pay for it. <laughs> exactly. Whew. Pretty oh, sure man. we all here were, were got a uh, copy somehow for free, and we both, all three of us, want a refund. Seven ninety nine. Yeah. In April, it's, it's not even like half a year. Is uh, it's a, just about. 
half year. Yeah, yeah it's like year. halfway through the life cycle. That's still super, super low. It should be like 20. This is usually when they put the game on Game Pass anyway. Like, oh, do they? The it's around the playoffs, playoffs or at the end of the playoffs? Second week of playoffs, they put it on Game Pass, I think. Well, see, that's why I wouldn't pay for it then, because I could get it for free in a couple of weeks. God, we thought 21 was bad. Holy shit. God, let's not talk about NHL 22 right yes. now. Like I said, I prefer to focus on the positives, like the fact that, again, right now, by the time you're listening to this, head over to 2K24 on YouTube. Check out the most recent episode of our EA vs. 2K head-to-head series. Again, the Patreon's there. Patreon.com forward slash 2K24. You uh, can help us make videos and decide stuff and do cool shit for as little as a dollar a month. And I thank you for helping me and essentially putting treats into the treat cabinet for my dog. She might have her own dedicated treat cabinet. I'm a horrible, horrible sap. Um, yeah. Twitch there, too. You guys know the deal with me. Endo, what do you got going on aside from dynamite editing skills? Um, a lot. I'm going to finish this bag of popcorn, and I'm going to finish off the last literally minute of this video. And then it'll be given to Sweet Tug. And then by the time this is up, you'll be able to watch it on the videos of the stuff on the YouTube channel, 2 24 And then, and then I will get started on the rest of the Asset Plan Bunch, because there's a lot of videos on there. Oh, you are going to edit those, huh? Oh, I'm going to fuck. Those were fun to edit. I'll, I'm going to edit on stream so I can get, make, make, make some money that way, too, as well. Feel free. Oh, God. Those, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, that is the series where I play Hockey Ultimate Team in NHL 22. And um, I get mad. I get big mad. Imagine. I couldn't do it. Don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I absolutely refuse to play the gameplay of NHL 22 right Don't. now. Don't. I'm, I'm really, really committed to stopping so much anger from coming out of myself. <laughs> yes, yeah. and at year. the same time, you and I will just continue to laugh at the anger of other people as we uh, do coverage, of course, for Sports Gamer. That's sportsgamer.gg every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday. Follow them on Twitch. Sam, what do you got going on aside from the music, the broadcast, and the YouTube? Yeah, aside from <laughs> everything. Yeah, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. Follow me at Paul Cinders. You can keep up. You can see like what's going on in my life, and that's it. Also, doubles as like my music. Uh, my music page, I guess, as it is. It's got a link on there to my Spotify and whatnot. And and yeah, I'm just uh just just doing stuff, man. Just enjoying enjoying life, being present. Just a California man in a California. Working that world. California nine to five. As all that if that is not the name of your first album, <laughs> we're not friends anymore. <laughs> Like that is just ready made. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the list. I have a list of possible names for the album that I'm dropping. Which, by the way, I'm recording all of it myself, full instrumentation, recording most of the instruments myself. Like at least it has to be the name of like an EP or something. Like give me have it be the title of like a two track, like any, like anything. Yeah, or anything. Like, it has to be you. Nine to five. And then, like every like California nine to five, hello California with the first letters. Beautiful, everybody. With that, we thank you very much for watching and listening to the podcast. Again, we will be back at the beginning of next week, date pending, so we can try to work out a schedule here to make sure that Sin is on, so we can talk about the playoffs with you. Uh, We'll figure it out as we move forward. For now, though, again, 
Thank you. If you're watching the YouTube side of things, hey, like and subscribe. If you're on an audio platform, rate the podcast. Make Help it splash on that like button. <laughs> That's a reference I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> we have a 4.9 rating on Spotify, I discovered this morning. Let's go. A 4.9. Apparently all the trolls are on Apple. I don't know what that's at, but when apparently. I, when I first checked yes. it, I had three reviews, and I'm pretty sure they're all one star. <laughs> like, oh, what God. Hold on. Let, let's get the updated look at Apple Podcasts. That's where, that's where I'm at. The dislikers from YouTube go. They just go to... Apple oh podcast. God! Let's look yeah. at the Tukey Steak Podcast on Apple. What is our rating? And check it on there. Let's see. It is a three point seven. So Apple likes us a little bit less. I don't know if I can look at the ratings. Oh, um, we got a bunch of one stars. I, I think I know where those came from in the early days of changing over the podcast. I think I know where those came from. Bring back all whatever. There's no in between. It's either a one star or a five star, <laughs> which perfectly sums up this podcast. It really, really does. Everybody, we thank you. We will see you in the month of May. How fucking weird is that? Yeah. It's the last podcast of April. Oh boy, what the what the hell? It's almost my birthday. What is Me too. Almost. When are you born, Endo? Cool. Thirteenth. May. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm May seventh. Ah, oh, I thought it was going to be birthday bros for a minute. No. It was so close. Well, hey, May 7th, that's not a podcast day. May 13th, that's not a podcast day either. No, it's so that's it good. No, no scheduling conflicts. 13th, uh, oh, oh. Gotcha. yeah, it is. Gotcha, You're right, it is. Yep. Yeah, it is. Well, we'll see if Endo shows up on his birthday. See how much heart he has. Or will he be like the Leafs gotcha, in the bitch. playoffs and fall short? <laughs> We gotta get gotta get those Leafs jokes in there now before the Bruins end up playing the Leafs and Endo and I become bitter, bitter enemies. God help us all. Goodbye, everybody.